Okay, so today we're going to be having our first podcast, uh, and uh, with me here I have my good friend Omid. I've known this guy since fucking high school. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, high school. Um, my one of my first mates, and yeah, so we go way back. And yeah, today he's hanging out in my crib, checking it out, and has uh, been giving us some design ideas. So here we go, Omid. How you going, man? Yeah, not not too bad. It's sick, you know. Just finally coming into into the house after a while, kind of redesigning it in a way. I'm not an interior designer, but maybe I should look into it. I don't know. Hey, you could be. We're like yeah. in a uh, really great flow space. Like I love, I love the kind of. Minds, mindset, mind space we get into when we have chats. Like we can just go the whole day almost. Hey. Yeah. It, uh, likewise, you know, it's very um, flexible, very elastic sort of conversations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it's awesome. Like I, I don't even know how many topics we talked about today. Yeah. So I mean, let's go through it, right? Um, I suppose we we talked about a little bit about our each each about our own issues like you know my relationship problem that we had and, and I mean it wasn't really an issue but that was one topic we certainly talked about and we talked a little about I don't know consciousness like <laughs> yeah decision making and um, they, they I, I suppose I don't actually remember what we talked about <laughs> they just flow so. Yeah. Um, radically, I think the one that we really, um, that we really, kind of stuck onto was um, about responsibility um, in terms of where do you stand with, with say like a friend or something, you know. Um, and I think that was probably the main one. Yeah, good memory. Because I was having a discussion about. Um, whether or not there are moments if you should kind of intervene with a friend or try to talk to them about like a potential issue that they might have you know so i think for the most part we agreed that um with with people it 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 tends it's it tends to kind of um i don't know i guess you got to really evaluate the the person at hand right yeah, responsibility was a big one, and I guess what I really liked what we t- about what we talked about was, you know, is it is it worth if like if you've got a friend and you feel like they're doing the you know they're just doing the wrong thing, making the wrong decisions. Yeah, is it your responsibility to kind of intervene and say something, or is it better to just let things pan out? as they would normally and you know like we i think that was a really good thing to touch on because as we said it's it creates a sense of conflict when we take the honest route yeah um and a lot of people feel fear around just being honest and open and that was like i think that was a pretty heavy discussion we landed on and i suppose i have various thoughts on that and i really thought your your perspective perspective was interesting yeah i mean well that's the thing right like everyone's gonna have a different outlook like how i told you 
um with my situation you know when when i you know basically to summarize um one of my friends he was in a very uh conflicted um relationship with with um with his partner um after a few instances where he brought it up uh in terms of like issues and things like that um that's when i felt like i had to say something you know and i remember afterwards i thought to myself is it was it my position to say anything but i think once you you kind of establish that you are you know a caring person that you want the best for this person right you can have a i guess it's a bit of a responsibility to kind of say how you feel because oftentimes uh, and i think they said this earlier is that a lot of people are kind of scared of that confrontation and not really trying to be honest um because it's that fear of, of rejection or not uh, just generally not being accepted you know or hey i need my friend's approval otherwise i'm going to be alone or whatever the case may be you know so um yeah i i think that's an interesting way but then in terms of evaluation you know there's some people that really don't want to hear anything about it and that's when you're like okay you know what don't uh you got to just figure out what you got to do i'm i'm here i may not agree with certain decisions or outlooks and views but um i think we established like that's because the people uh individuals everyone's going to be different that not everyone's going to try to have that same mindset in terms of uh yep i know exactly where you're coming from and now i'm going to adopt that same view because reality is we're all different to some extent whether it's dramatically like a super difference like you know i'm not a partying type small example someone could one of my friends is a massive party monster i don't just because i don't agree with it or it's not me it's not like oh, i'm going to end the friendship because there are different values that we might have you know we both agree that honesty is the, the main thing you know communication things like that um yeah like so yeah sorry to cut you off yeah no, i think that that was exactly what i resonated with like i i like how you mentioned values yeah and that it's important i suppose like the decision to be you know to to tell a friend hey look you're fucking up yeah is really a personal decision that depends on your values like do you value honesty in yourself yeah uh and courage and you know if it's if it's a mate of yours that you know that you're close with do they value the same and like reality is if your mate was to value honesty you know above all yeah then in in the in that moment of confrontation he might you know he might be not naturally like react in a defensive way that's normal but eventually he'll come about to be like hey yeah like regardless of how painful the truth was yeah um he told me the truth yeah and i think that is a responsibility on on part of a good friend like i i personally much rather my mate to just be like hey man like you're you're yeah, like stepping out of line yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 not not like you're not an excessive judgmental friend right yeah. but you need you need people to correct you and that's how sure. i think that's how like socialization works yeah you know as a kid who's you know when kids are <laughs> going back to evolutionary psychology like yeah. jordan peterson was describing this that uh when kids grow up right when they're like two years old 
they can be super aggressive. Like it's their temperament. Yeah. And at two years old, it's really the parents' job to socialize the kid from the age of two to four. Like their aggression. Yeah. If it's not, um, if it's not like tamed or whatever. Tamed or what's the word I'm trying to look for? Um, not transformed. Yeah, it's it's got to be kind of like the you know if you think of like the most uh, great athletes, yeah, they're really aggressive in their nature and in their pursuit yeah. of their goal. That's one example of um, integration is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, so or even conditioning, conditioning and yeah. integrating. Yeah. So the the aggressive child who is integrated or integrates their anger, yeah, will then use that to pursue their goals and be like a very good achiever. Yeah. That's one way of doing it. For sure. Or when it's not integrated adequately, yeah. the kid becomes antisocial. Yeah. I mean, it initially starts with having a, like a oppositional defiant disorder. Yeah. Which is when you're oppositional, hostile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Defiant means you're aggressive and vindictive. Yeah. But then conduct disorder goes beyond that and it becomes someone who's invading the rights of other kids is yeah. cruel and that's kind of that's what progresses to like a antisocial behavior disorder yeah and that's essentially the kid who's not been adequately socialized yeah in in their temperament and i suppose that's really interesting and you know it, that's what i'm personally passionate about as well in understanding yeah and in helping treat those kinds of um mental patterns that we fall into for sure and i think that's a really difficult one to address yeah but <laughs> i suppose i don't know closing the loop <laughs> i don't know how i got into that topic but um i i do certainly certainly agree with the fact that we need to uh act in accordance to sure. what our values are and um yeah <laughs> well yeah well actually it's it's interesting because um, you know, to tie into what you're saying about athletes, right? Um, it's surprising that we haven't really talked about it, but, um, I follow basketball. Um, I'm not like super well-versed in it, to be completely honest. Um, always love the sport or whatever, but, um, Kobe Bryant, you know who Kobe Bryant yeah, is, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. Cause uh, I'm not too sure if you like, yeah, to some I, I certainly can't be out of the loop. <laughs> right. Right. Cause I knew you were into soccer, but. Um, yeah, so Kobe Bryant, you know, quick summary, you know, basketball, like, player legend, retired, like, a couple of years ago, whatever. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, he, um, I think he retired, like, back in 2016 or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, um, I think he, like, dropped, like, 60 points, which was, like, ridiculous. Um, if I remember correctly, don't quote me on it. Anyways, just to, um, to tie it in with what you're saying... Um, he was known like in the early years of being like super, like a hard ass basically. Like he had, like his mentality, which they call the Mamba mentality, is like he is super focused. He's super, you know, clear on what he wants to do. He wants to be the best at what he's doing, you know. Um, but he, uh, he was doing this recent interview, or somewhat recent, and he was talking about how, for instance, um, he holds people to a higher standard, higher accountability, like in terms of his teammates, because he says, I can't deal with failure 
So I'm going to make sure that everyone else is on the same page as me. Going back to values, right? The other guys, he was saying that, like, for instance, um, he, they would go out partying and he's like, okay, cool. I'll come party with you. That's not a problem. But then the next day, he would say, okay, you hang out, uh, you hung out with me. Now, uh, no, I hung out with you. Now you got to hang out with me. And what that consists of is just being completely in the court and just practicing nonstop. And then that's when they got conditioned to be like, oh shit, you know what? Kobe, he's real serious about this basketball stuff. You know what? I'm going to lay off partying, you know? Mm. And that's, he was conditioning them to how he wanted to. And then in a separate interview, he was talking about, um, he never understood why people didn't have the same goal as him, where he wanted to be the best. And why aren't people training as hard as I am? And, you know, he used to kind of get that sort of, um, he was known within the league of like, oh yeah, he's that guy, you know? Yeah. Some, he used to bump heads a lot. And he was saying that it's funny because when I, I don't sugarcoat anything. I just say it how it is. So some people don't agree with it, but at the end of the day, all the same people, this is post, you know, retirement. He said, I'm still in contact very close with all these guys, even the ones that we might've had a slight issue with. Um, and he was saying, yeah, like, um, with, with him, he didn't understand, oh, okay, you know what? Why are people the same as I am? Towards the end, he was like, oh, you know what? I got to make sure that we're all on the same page, but to what capacity? You know how I was talking about boundaries earlier? Mm. Some people's limitations are lower. Some people are higher. Almost like a pain tolerance, you know? So he would then try, like, later on, try to get the best out of them within their capacity. Not to the point where they're burnt out or anything like that. Mm. Um, and he said, yeah, that was a recent thing. And a lot of people, I, f- I find that it's with with their behavior. Again, it comes, like I was saying about being checking in with that person, kind of being honest, telling them up front, hey, you know what, you're fucking up, whatever. Long story short, you know, they they were having an amazing run in terms of the league championships and all that. Based off one person being up front, knowing limitations, but then learning about themselves, learning about your teammates. Um, and I think that really ties into what, when you're saying like that, you know, that obsessive focus, you know, when you're saying athletes. Outside of basketball, for instance, he wasn't really known as that guy. Mm. But within his profession, he's like, nah, there's no jokes, there's no nothing, I'm going to be completely focused. Mm. You know, and I, and I think some people get the blurred the line with that. Some people can't differentiate. This is this section of my life and this is this section of my life. They just kind of make everything one, like a stir fry, you know, like they just add everything together, mix it all up and they're like, all right, you know what? This is my life. I'm going to try to do the best in everything, but their focus isn't clear. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, hopefully I kind of made it. No, that links. Point. Yeah. I think you, you raised two really massive, like, points in my mind. Yeah. And I think the point that you raised about the, like, Kobe Bryant in his leadership. Yeah. Which is how I see it, comes across to me as, like, a very emotional, emotionally intelligent leader. Yeah. Well, at least he learned to be. For sure, yeah. Um, and I suppose the part of him pushing him to his teammates to their pain tolerance uh, comes across 
as um, not now. Uh, yeah, so the part of his the t- conversation about his you know pushing people to their pain tolerance almost comes it comes across to me as like how considerate are you exactly yeah. of the people around you and acting with them um, in 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 relation to their capacity. Exactly. So like you 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 might have had your mate right yeah, yeah. and your mate your mate you've you've decided that your mate has the capacity to learn to know yeah that this girlfriend that he's dating mm-hmm. isn't good enough for him and so it was your your decision to give him the painful truth yeah You're like you need some pain in order to grow the pain is a precursor to growth that's one of one one of the quotes that really works with me pain is the precursor to growth yeah. And that's the way I see, I suppose that kind of ties in quite well. Like you deciding to mm-hmm. tell your friend with, with courage yeah. and honesty, you've literally taken that leadership role in the same way that Kobe Bryant has decided yeah. that I'm going to push these guys to their maximum pain limit because I believe in them. I believe that they have more capacity, but still within reference of how far they can go for sure and the other thing i suppose that ties in well with it was the obsessional quality that you described yeah which is like to me like i can talk about this forever but (laughs) it's quite clear that anyone who's quite successful at their art whether it's the musician or the entrepreneur or the surgeon who's just fucking in their day in day out mm-hmm. have this like they all have this element of obsessional quality where i mean often burnout does come from that yeah it's like it's that fine line between being fucking amazing and being coming <laughs> being a little bit obsessionally <laughs> crazy for sure yeah um i think two things to add to that is um again let's take the kobe example i think i think we actually spoke about this earlier um it was inadequacy right um we tend to yeah uh, we're just talking about it a lot of people undermine themselves i can't do that you know what i'm just gonna take the easy way out that's when they become lazy and stuff like that but when someone else comes in and says i've as corny and cliche as it sounds i believe in you and i know you could do better sometimes i'll give you the carrot sometimes i'll give you the you know the stick that whole approach sometimes you got to realize the stick is what you need. But then, you know, you give the carrot. Hey, you know what? Well done. Great. You know, I believed in you. You can do better. 100%. But then, you know, if they're going off to the side, they're not really focusing, that's when you're like, yo, you're better than this. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you got to go beyond. No, I'm not coming right now. We're recording something. Yeah, so... um what was i saying yeah so it really depends like because when I, I, I truly believe that if someone comes up to you and says i know you got amazing potential you have the capacity to do it reminds me of jocko willink you, you, you're familiar with him right uh which one jocko willink dude like navy <laughs> seals uh author of extreme ownership okay yeah. um you should look into him he's a boss he's like fuck. he's like the boss of like 
he's an he's an ex seals navy military operational kind of manager guy yeah he's just the tough guy. tough guy yeah and his book was extreme ownership that essentially it's kind of like you know on the battlefield he was describing yeah. and he was comparing real life on the battlefield to how things are in business and in real life for sure it, the, the, it was just describing basically his whole uh, book essentially summarized mm. would be when something goes wrong yeah. instead of being like oh, fuck why did this go wrong say you're you know doing something for your friends and uh, you break something yeah Instead of like, say, hiding it or not mentioning it, you're you take extreme ownership right in the moment. Yeah. You're going up to your friend and you're like, "Hey, man, I broke this." And the part of the extreme is that I broke this, and the solution to it is, "Oh, we can do it in this way," yeah, or "I'll get right. you a replacement." Definitely. You've taken, you've both owned up to it, and found a solution to it. Yeah, it's that not takes like... someone very proactive. Yeah to do that and that's kind of his i suppose philosophy of life which is a really tough one it's a very <laughs> i certainly can't <laughs> haven't been able to um you know demonstrate it in my own character but it's a very powerful warrior type like you know um mindset yeah. that i see he has and i was listening to a podcast with him talking about leadership yeah and the the leadership he described was exactly the same way as you described. Yeah. Like they asked him like, Hey, so if you had like a new recruit, like yeah. a new SEALs recruit, how do you deal with him? Do you mm. trust him right up front? Like, do you send him on a mission right away? Um, like how do you deal with him? Yeah. And his approach was that like from the very beginning, I trust him completely. And then, I, yeah. I expect the best from them. Sure. And that most often than not makes them blossom into that best that's expected. That's expected. For sure. So I mean, I, I might give him a small mission at first. He was saying that uh, see how they go, and if they go well, keep bumping them up. And if they fuck up, yeah. it's not that I'm like, oh, you fucked up. Um, I trust them to fix up, fix yeah, like how, rectify, yeah, to rectify sure. that yeah. they're doing. And, um, I, I just thought that was like on the surface, he's fucking like, he, he, he's got this deep voice and he sounds like super tough, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. really scary, tough dad. Yeah. Right. That you'd be like super scared to go up to and be like, Hey man, I, I fucked up in, you know, uh, the mission failed. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you fucking don't want to say this to Jocko. Yeah. But surprisingly he, his response is like. Okay, man. Like I understand. Like, yeah, thanks for thanks for grow. being yeah, thanks yeah. for being honest. For sure, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I expect uh, I, I expect that you're gonna learn from this. And you know that that was really nice to to kind of see that as like you said, it's got the really tough love, mm -hmm. and you, you're expecting the best from the people you're leading, and that sure. could apply to the people in your life. And they more often than not might at least act to fit that. Um, image that you're um, putting out for sure I think to add to that human experience is always based on learning curves you need a bit of negativity I mean to, <laughs> to quote Drake he said in one of the songs he said um, 
uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like, uh, I found that negative, uh, working with the negatives make for better pictures, right? Because if everything was, you know, 100%, then we'll never change as people and things like that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, and then to add to what you're saying just now, um, extreme ownership. That comes authentic. That comes off very honest. It comes up like as a place uh, coming from a place of care. Whereas if you do just the first portion of it, you're like, oh, you know what? I broke this, and then you just leave it at that. It's like, damn, like you don't even give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It, so that that's the same thing. Like again, let's just refer back to my friend's situation with the relationship. If I was just like, yo, just break up with the girl or whatever the case is. But then I don't provide reasoning or like a potential solution, which is, I don't know, name it, focus on your career or whatever. Um, if I just said the first portion, it's like, damn, <laughs> almost hating, you know what I mean? Or, um, you don't understand, you know how they always say, oh, you don't understand, it's complicated, it's, you know, whatever, name anything that you could say. But if you were to say, the, like I said, the first portion, and then you say the, the follow-up, I think like what is it like a compliment sandwich in, in a sense you know like you, you go yeah. negative then positive then negative but then you try to you know talk I know it's it. positive then negative then positive uh, yeah, you're, you're trying to you're trying to like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. make the impact of the negative less painful right so I'm going to say something positive to you like look, you did well yeah, for sure. however you know you could improve on your throw yeah but look remember that you're doing really well Positive, negative, positive. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, maybe it's because... <laughs> your, your, yours is extreme punishment. Yeah. Pun, 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 punishment ship. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I'm that's a bit tough. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm stuck at it. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's that's what it is. And um, uh, just to give, uh, you know, kind of refer back to it, that's when I thought, hey, you know, was it my place to say it? As I said, you know, before. But I think as a genuine person, and I'm not... To try to just label myself as, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a good guy or whatever, you know, because everyone's going to label themselves like that. But I think people really need to get checked because otherwise, like, you just keep doing the same shit over and over again, you know. And I think it was, uh, yeah, when we're talking about it, people are going to talk regardless. You might as well just tell them up front, you know, hey, you know what? I don't agree with this, um, but let's try to move on from there or, you know, let's try to... Uh, provide a potential solution to it you know yeah yeah, um, yeah. very anti-pc of you yeah yeah <laughs> not in uh, the 2019 nature you know but yeah yeah um and i yeah yeah, fuck, yeah you know i i i'm totally with that approach yeah. and i yeah yeah <laughs> um i think i kind of forgot what i was gonna say because i i'd have lots to say but no i i, I was i'm totally agreeing that um you just got to be upfront with your mates, and you oh, know if you, if you yeah. care about them, you just got to be upfront, and you know you you live and learn, and uh, pain is certainly necessary to oh, to learning. I mean, most people don't grow from just their casual experiences. Usually, there's like a crisis or they hit the wall somehow, and they're like, "Holy fuck, I need to um move or do something different." And I, that's just my story. Like, I, I, <laughs> I'm the biggest. Um, well, <laughs> I'm the slowest learner, you can say. I mean, I, I've been hitting the. Wa- I've been hitting walls for, for years now. 
It's a demolition <laughs> ball. Yeah. I, I, yeah, just like, I, I, I like, just the same way I, I, I would ice skate. Like, the way I learned how to ice skate was instead of, you know, um, doing it the way most people would, going slowly and, like, learning, I would just, like, have the ice skates, just run into the ice and fall. And, like, I would do that. Like, I, I think I did that, you know, within a day, like, fell 50 times. And broke your ass. And, like, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I like, I, I would know how to fall, like. Nice. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, he's just falling all the time. But, like, within an, within half an hour, like, I learned how to ice skate. <laughs> because, like, I just kept pushing myself beyond that limit. Kept pushing myself. Kept falling, kept falling, kept falling. But kept, you know, getting up again. Yeah. And I suppose it's just it was a good lesson for life and my attitude. Yeah. Just learn how to fall properly and just keep failing. Keep failing, keep failing. And, and, and you're going to learn a lot faster yeah. than if you just stayed back and just watched from from the outside and that's that's never gonna work uh yeah you know the the stationary people they're just kind of like oh okay you know we're just gonna yeah oh, i wish i would do that but i don't no, I, I wouldn't even like separate it from like us as stationary people like oh, yeah, for sure, oh yeah. I, I i it's i think better wording to even just say when we're in the stationary state yeah, so yeah i think yeah. We, we can all be we can all experience that and i know you i know we both agree on that right yeah that we can both be in in periods of just being stationary and watching from the outside in different i suppose areas of our life like you know i'm pretty you know aggressive when it comes to my studies but i might be a little bit more stationary when it comes to social life gotcha you know and and more aggressive where it comes to to organization fucking stationary where it comes to exercise <laughs> yeah and you know it's it's uh it's a mixed bag like you said <laughs> yeah no well, that's that's the thing like there's some i mean uh you know jordan belford that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. the um for whoever's listening um he's the guy the wolf of wall street you know if you don't know him just look him up crazy story crazy guy funny he's, guy he's mad yeah yeah, yeah. Went to his seminar, actually, um, back in 2014, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I remember yeah. you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you were saying it was fucking great. Yeah. Um, definitely different. Um, it was it was interesting just to kind of be there because it was a very... Um, most seminars, I don't know if you've been... They, they just kind of, like, tell you a bunch of shit and then they try to sell you something at the end. Most do, yeah. Most of them do, yeah. But you just... It's kind of like a show and tell. You just sit there. But with the Jordan Belford one, he would try to make you do exercises, but it's it was more to build memory, try to build positive connotation behind it. Mm. So then when he kind of gives you that spiel of like, oh, hey, you know what? I got a course. Um, you're like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Anyways, um, the reason he's, why... He's using hypnosis techniques. <laughs> it sounds like NLP's like techniques Yeah, yeah, I me, think yeah. so. Yeah, because he'll like make you hug random people next to you. Yeah, and they, they, they do that with like... I was a part of the life coaching institute and or like all the different kind of coaching seminars I've been to. Yeah. A fair few, I'd say. Yeah, they <laughs> they always kind of make you hug someone. And you're just like, man, I don't thing. know if this person put deodorant on or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so the, the point was that in the seminar, he was saying that there's two types of people. There's, uh, you know, animal analogy, eagles and ducks. Eagles, go-getters, they just make things happen. You know, they find solutions. They just what you would want, like because it's a business seminar, right? Ducks, they just quack. They just 
they do nothing. They just provide excuses and things like that. Um, and in life, it's very rare that you see eagles, mm. the doers. Because a lot of us, and, and it's not in, in any way, shape or form, it's not like a judgment. But oftentimes we get in that comfort zone. Oh, you know what? For instance, oh, I really want to go and uh, become, I don't know, like an engineer. But it's so hard. Oh, you know what? I've got a mortgage. Oh, you know what? I don't have any part-time job. You know, like there's so many mm. reasons or excuses mm. even in some cases that you don't want to do anything. Yeah. But then... And technology and comforts are just making that even more oh, 100%. difficult yeah. to do. Yeah, like, dude, you could learn so much. Just like, I'm going to sound like an old man here, but like a simple Google search. Mm. You could learn so much. A oh, gift and a curse. Like, you, you can learn so much from tech. Yeah. But I was also mentioning or alluding to the fact that you were saying that people are getting lazy. Yeah. And yeah. I was saying, like, there's so much. Com- you have Netflix on your phone. Yeah. Or you can, like, get addicted to just scrolling and looking at people's life through instagram yeah taking away from your own you know time with you to actually take action yeah for sure. so it's like you said like it's both fucking screwing up with your mind and mm. making you more lazy <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's got the the up the flip side that it's got so much possibility that you know it's that's scary in a way you know because mm. you think to yourself and sorry to cut you off but it's like literally like Wow, I can learn about like names. I learned how to juggle. I yeah, remember. Yeah, I remember. I'm doing handstands. Yeah. <laughs> Just bored. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I'm going to learn how to juggle in learn a day. Juggle, there yeah. was a video that's like, learn how to juggle in five minutes. Uh, Took it on. 10 minutes later, I knew how to juggle. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> this, is, this is sick. I can just Google Just like shit. learn the best. That's how, that's, roll, that's how you role model, right? That's being an eagle. Yeah. Um, and I can reflect that. Yeah, being an eagle. Whenever I've been an eagle, in my, I think we can both all shift from being oh, an 100%. eagle and a duck. Yeah, for sure. And uh, being an eagle is, I suppose it's scary at first. It requires like intense proactivity, but it's, I suppose, the state we all want to be in when we want to be the emotionally intelligent leader, yeah. be the courageous friend who tells the honest truth yeah. to their friend mm-hmm. um, or you know, takes extreme ownership mm-hmm. just to, I suppose, wrap everything up yeah. in the context of what we've been discussing. And, um, yeah, becomes the eagle yeah. and, uh, you know, does, chooses to take courageous action over their own fears. And, you know, we, I suppose we all would love to be more of an eagle um, in our lives if we could. Yeah. That, I mean, that'd be better than becoming like peaking duck or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what happened to that guy, to those guys. I don't know if they're they're still doing well. But um, yeah. I mean, th- those boys are legends. But you know, you suddenly don't want to be um just a sitting duck. <laughs> oh man, that that procrastination kills for sure. Oh, that's my. I think that's uh, if if I, if I could say like what I'm majoring in, I'm doing uh. Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Surgery with a major in procrastination. Nice. <laughs> it's honest truth. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's 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 uh it's probably seventy percent of my time. Spent. Procrastinating. Nice. Yeah. Uh, like and thirty percent med. So um <laughs> you know, watch out for your doctor. He's uh he's he's super good at telling you tips and techniques for how to procrastinate. <laughs>
Hey, Doc, what's uh, what's my results? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was. Yeah, I'll tell you your results it. tomorrow. <laughs> okay, but you know, you told me this like three times. But anyway, you know, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, like we we're gonna do your test uh, later next time. Yeah, come do it. Uh, I'm just really. Busy. I'm just getting to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, you know, I did your surgery, but like, uh, what happened was, uh, I, I kind of couldn't be bothered to get the gallstones out. Yeah. So we instead took your appendix because we thought, you know, hey, whilst we're there, we just get the appendix. <laughs> just take a detail. Um, but you know, I just kind of got in, got lost in procrastinating because you know it was fucking. You had a sick fucking gut, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, goodness. That that guy you'd want to probably um. Just uh, deregister. As yeah, a take away his license. Um, kind of throw his degree in the bin. He yeah, pro- yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he he probably was in a state of psychosis. Like had voices in his head telling him, "Dude, <laughs> take the <laughs> don't take the ghost stone." Ten ten voices telling him, "Take the blood out." He's <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> he chose uh, the appendix. Nice. Um, dude. Anyways, I think we're just. Wearing off point. Um, we'll wrap it up. Wrap it up there. Kind of riffing. Yeah. Um, it was fucking really good to have a chat. Yeah, um, of course. You know, I mean, we've been ch- chatting all day, but this was nice to do officially, and um, I think we should do this again. Oh, hundred percent, definitely. I'm I'm down, and uh, just as like this is literally majority of the time that we just chill out. It's generally conversations like this. It just happens that we're recording. Yeah, exactly. This is pretty much just our daily life. So, on that note, just ending it there. Shaheen's podcast. Um, this is the first time first time we're doing this. Um, if you're interested, please subscribe. And until next time, out and cow.